Welcome to the Sermon of the Week. Before you begin listening, let me pray that you would encounter God right where you are. Father, I ask that your Spirit would be present wherever people are listening. May they be aware of your presence and receptive to the voice of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you as you listen to this week's message. Jesus, you don't know me 
talk a little bit more about faith. And um, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I started sharing about faith that is foundational to our belief. And so uh, this week, I, I want to I look at the importance of being rightly positioned before God in order to experience victory in our lives when it, com- it comes to, to living our lives for Jesus through faith in Him. Now, we looked at King Jehoshaphat. The King Jehoshaphat was a king in the Bible who honored God, and um, his story is very telling. And so we're going to look at some of those verses together because I believe that his commitment to God and going through the process of a battle allowed him to have victory. So let's put those verses up. Second Chronicles chapter twenty, verses fourteen to seventeen. It says, And the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite, a descendant of Asaph, as he stood in the assembly. Your assignment is to memorize all those names, by the way, by next week. 
And he said, listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or be discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march against them. They will be climbing up the pass of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jeruel. You will not have to fight this battle. It always strikes me when I read that. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions. Stand firm and see the deliverance of the Lord will give you. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. Go out and face them tomorrow and the Lord will be with you. What an incredible promise from God that it doesn't matter what we go through. God is going to be with us. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I shared with you about a critical component in our walk with the Lord, and that is faith, foundational faith. Faith is critical to being rightly positioned with the Lord in the kingdom so that we can live our lives as kingdom representatives on the earth. In Hebrews chapter 10 and verses 22 and 23, there's a powerful scripture that shares a a little bit more about the concept of faith. It says this, let us draw near to God with a sincere, sincere heart. Faith requires sincerity of heart with a sincere heart and the full assurance. Now, I don't know about you, but There's very few things in this life that you can truly, fully have assurance of. God is one of them. You can rest assured that God is that person that will never let you down, that God will always be by your side. God, full assurance. And that assurance comes by faith, that faith brings Let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess, for he who promised is faithful. I am so glad that I don't have to rely on a man or a woman to trust my, put my faith in them or to trust them wholeheartedly and fully with complete assurance because it is God and God alone that we can fully rest in. Promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. He is faithful. Faithful always. Now, when we talk about faith, we need to realize that God desires for us to activate and practice the faith that he has given us. He has given all of us a measure of faith. He has already done that for each and every one of us that have believed and trusted in him. Now, faith must be part of our identity as sons and daughters, children of God. It is our right. It is our inheritance. It is what God has deposited in us, and it must grow so that we can truly live as kingdom children on this earth and representative of who He is. 
These stories that we heard this morning should be stories that we live all the time. Maybe the, the circumstances are different. Maybe the situational issues are different. But you know, well, one thing is for sure, that as we have faith in God and we put our faith in Him, we should live not out of lacks, but out of abundance in God, in all of His promises, because they're always yes and amen in Christ Jesus. Now, we practice our faith in God by placing our trust in His nature. We place our trust in His abilities, our trust in who He is. God is inherently good. I'm going to say that again. God is inherently good. And it doesn't matter where you're at in life. It doesn't matter the circumstances that you're living in. I want you to know that God loves you, that God just absolutely is mad in love with you, and there is nothing that you will ever do to disappoint him. There's nothing that you will ever do to make him love you more or make you love him, uh, make you, sorry, make him love you less. It's kind of like getting tongue-tied there for a minute. There's nothing that you can do either for or against. God will always stand and love you for who you are and where you're at in life. The Holy Spirit showed me that faith is always qualitative, not quantitative. I think I put that up. Um, faith that originates in the secret place is the quality or type of faith that God is looking for in each and every one of us. It is trust in the essence and the nature of God. It's not conjured up. It's not dependent on someone else's concept or level of faith. It is what God is pouring into you and into me. That's the kind of faith that God is looking for. Faith is not something that we attain just by reading or hearing teachings. Faith is not just taught. It is caught. And we catch it as we put our trust in God. The more we move in the realm of faith and we believe God for the impossible in our lives, the more God will honor our faith and He will stand by us as we believe Him to do what He said He would do in His Word. It's His Word, friends. It is not my concept. It is not your concepts, it is the concept of God's word. We stand on this book because it is truthful, 100% true, nothing, no lies at all, ever in God. I believe that faith that is birthed in the secret place is the faith that does not deny facts. It is faith that superimposes the natural with the supernatural. We oftentimes, we just see with the natural eyes and we get bound up by the circumstances that we live in. But you know what? Faith superimposes the natural with the supernatural. It elevates the power of God above our circumstances, above our lacks, above us, any sickness or any disease. This faith finds its origins in the nature of God and it is pure, divine and based on his word. 
That's the kind of faith that I want in my life. That is the faith that I believe God wants to impart in each and every one of us. Now, faith must be foundational to everything that we do. As we rely less on our abilities, we rely less on our capabilities, we don't trust in what we can do and what we're able to do. We're trusting in, some people call him a higher power. He is a higher power. He's got more power than we'll ever have combined together. And so we put our trust in him. Now let me share a few more thoughts about faith and how we position ourselves in faith with God. Faith, first and foremost, is imparted to us through God's word. Through God's word. In Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, it says, So faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the words of Christ. I will tell you that blogs, books, sermons, social media, AI, all of them, they're all great to get you some information about faith. You can search Google. You can search any uh, search engine out there, and you will find information galore. But can I tell you something? Faith that is not anchored in the Word of God is only learned faith. It's not imparted faith. We need to receive impartation from God's word and from God himself when it comes to faith. Do, you, do we read, do you read his word daily? Do you feed on the word of God so that your faith can naturally grow inside of you so that you can believe God for everything that his word declares and we will do because we are trusting in his power and abilities if you don't and if we don't we must let me ask you a question this morning you know we live in an age of influencers on social media platforms i think we all understand that language right but let me ask you this morning who is the influencer of your faith let me be honest with you for a moment is that all right can i be honest for a moment you give me permission to say a few words? We love sensationalism in our culture. And I believe, sadly, in the church, we're not much different. We tend to idolize men and women. And oftentimes, those same people that we idolize, they fail us. Because of things that they do in the secret of their lives. And we thought that they were perfect. They had, we had a great image of these people. But they were just clay. Flesh and blood. Like you and me. There's a discrepancy, friends. Local pastors across our country, just like myself, struggle sometimes as we look down and we see empty seats and we wonder what is going on where are our friends our church family maybe sitting at home listening to a more eloquent preacher in their pjs a cup of coffee in their hands without having a connection to a local church body 
No involvement, no serving, no giving. Comfortable Christianity. We substitute personal spiritual diligence and our growth in God with information that we can receive at home. Why has it gotten so quiet in this Presbyterian church all of a sudden? How do I know all of this? I meet with pastors once a month in our area. We come from different backgrounds, different churches. We have African-American churches. We got Hispanic churches. We got... Uh, South African churches. We got, I mean, like we, there's, look at the map and we're all there. And there's discouragement, oftentimes, because we have believed that we can just do faith in God the way we desire. Look, I'm not scolding you. I'm just letting you know that we have a responsibility when it comes to our faith. And our faith will not grow as we watch a great sermon online. Are there great sermons online? Absolutely. Do I listen to great sermons online? Yes, I do. But as believers... And as sons and daughters of God, if we truly want our faith to grow in him, we can't rely on somebody online. And I'm talking to the big C church right now, right? We can't rely on someone that's giving us a great word online. Because you know what? They're not going to come when your kids are sick and they need prayer. They're not going to come and do your wedding or funeral or, or whatever, You hear me? And so as local pastors, we, we, we look at each other sometimes and we just, we pray for each other because we know that we can't do this apart from him and, and we all need to grow. We have a responsibility. We feel the pressure. Every local pastor that I know of is diligently seeking the Lord to bring fresh manna from heaven to the people. Yet sometimes we're not satisfied with a local expression of church because you know what, quite frankly, a local expression of church demands that we give of ourselves. I was talking to somebody just this morning. You know, it's so easy to say, well, I don't like that thing about what you guys do in church because, you know, there's like maybe it's too loud or too, not loud enough or, or maybe you're not smiling or maybe you're smiling too much or, you know, the lights are blue, maybe they should be pink and the lights are purple and maybe they should be white. You know, but here's the thing. If you are so talented and so well-knowing about all this stuff, please come and volunteer. <laughs> help us out because we need your help. Right. I'm going to get off my soapbox. But I will say this, that when it comes to faith, friends, we need to assume responsibility for our own spiritual health and growth. We need to learn what that means so that we can grow in faith. The Bible is our instructional manual. That's where we get all the information that we need in order to grow in our faith. 
When we read the life of Jesus in the Gospels, and I'm in there right now in the Gospels, man, it's just so exciting to see how Jesus moved around and he touched people. And he spoke to them and he healed them and he set them free. There was nothing that would hinder the life of Jesus from performing the very things that people came to and were waiting for Messiah for. And yet they didn't believe him. They had it right at their fingertips. He touched people. And I believe that the word of God will stir us to believe God for things that we may never have seen and never have thought possible in our lives. It's in the word of God. Faith comes from hearing and hearing the words of Christ. The word of God will make us hungry for more as we read it, as we feed on it. I want to see more of what Jesus did while he walked on the earth. I want to see God operate, not just as a mission trip experience, but I want to see God operate in our midst on a consistent basis to see the manifestation of the kingdom of God right here on the earth through our lives. I know we all do, but we have got to put our mouth, our money where our mouth is. We have got to be committed to the, word of, to the words of Christ in our lives. We have got to be committed to saying, you know what? That's not enough. I want more. I want to experience what God has for me. I want to live the reality of the gospel. That's what we all need to do. That means that we come to church on Sunday morning when we get together and we let go of the the heaviness sometimes. And we embrace the presence of God, of God in our midst. I mean, did, did you guys feel it this morning? So glad, Robert, what you said. I shared a, the sentiment. It was like, I, it literally felt like we were in the lap of God, just, you know, loving. God was loving on us. He wants to do that with all of us. He wants to pour his blessing on us. We need to abandon a consumerist mindset and embrace a hungry mindset. We need to abandon a mindset that says, feed me and give me what I need. And then go to God and say, God, what is it that you want me to learn and receive from you? Again, guys, yeah, this is not, a, a, a reproach or a scolding, but a challenge. We need to be challenged to seek more because it's better, guys. It's better. Life in Jesus, lived in the fullness of the gospel, is better than just barely making it. Amen. I'm sick and tired of barely making it. Have you ever lived financially barely making it? Yeah. All right, show, show me your hand if you have. Yeah, look, you see, I think we've been there, right? It, you know, it's tough barely making it. It's hard to know when the next meal come, where the next meal comes from. When I was in college with our wife, my wife and, and, and our daughter, I mean, sometimes we just didn't know how, where are we getting the next meal from? Craft dinner was just our friend. 
all the time. And, you know, mac and cheese and a cheese, uh, a grilled cheese sandwich, I mean, like, amazing, right? But isn't it better to live in abundance? If you had to choose between being happy and poor and happy and rich, what would you choose? I believe that God has given us everything we need to know in the Word of God to live a rich, abundant life. Jesus came to give us life that is more than abundant. The enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. Sammy was right. That feeling, that sickness that she was getting before leaving, that was the enemy trying to impede her from doing the work of the Lord. But God wants to live us wants us to live a life that is more than abundant. He wants us to live in fullness. And I want to live in that fullness as we learn more about the Word of God and we feed from His Word. The second thing I want to share with you about faith is that God responds and He rewards faith. That's just what His Word says. In Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 16, it says, And without faith it is impossible to please him. For whoever draws near to God must believe that he exists. Some translations say, must believe that he is. Not that he was. Not that he will be. He is right now in your present circumstances, in your situations that you're living, God is. If you're hoping for something to come to you, believe today for what God wants to do in your life. God is. God is. And he rewards those who seek him. Faith, friends, sadly is in decline in our culture. But it must grow in the church. It must grow in in our midst within us. Divine principles oftentimes in our culture have been replaced with false ideologies and false gods in our, that, that basically will prompt us to believe a lie. But we must stand up and speak up and ascribe to the principles of God's Word and not give in to the culture that is denying the very presence and power of God. We need faith, and God responds to faith. Let me ask you a question. Do our children know God and biblical truths, such as faith and hope and love and trusting Him, as much as they know their favorite cartoon character or Miss Rachel on TV? If you don't know who Miss Rachel is, I'm sorry for you. You need to know who Miss Rachel is at some point in your life. And all the moms say, come on, moms. You don't, want, you don't feed Miss Rachel to your kids? You should. She's wonderful. You see, friends, a culture that is void of godly influence must never take the place of biblical instruction that is imparted 
by moms and dads in their homes, in your homes. You might be considered old-fashioned. You might be looked upon as a, a little strange that you believe what you believe. But will we sacrifice the very principles of God's word on the altar of public opinions? Will you do that? While biblical truth is being eroded and faith is being watered down, God still responds to those who believe in him and trust in him by faith. God still responds to those who dare to believe that God will work through their faith and through our faith. That's why last week we did what we did during Selah Sunday. We prayed and we believed for God to touch lives physically, emotionally, spiritually. And if, by the way, if that's one of you and, God, and the Lord touched your life in whichever way he did, let us know because there is power in the testimony. We defeat the enemy by what? The blood of the Lamb and the power of our testimony. The, there is power in our testimony as we declare the very things that God wants us to declare. Parents, we must teach our children in our homes to believe in a God that does impossible. In a God who can do anything it may feel awkward if you've never done that before, but trust me, your investment in your children will play dividends and it will be worth something. If you have not yet had any children, let me encourage you, start preparing your heart for that. Start building your home around biblical principles of faith and trust and, 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 and total denial of ourselves and trust and belief in God and His power. Let's begin to do that now. Lay the foundation for your life in faith for the Lord. God responds to and he rewards those whose faith is toward him and not in our own abilities. God rewards him. God rewards us. Remember that without faith, the Bible says, it is impossible to please him. It is impossible to please him. I don't know if that does anything for you in your heart to hear those words, but it does for me. I want to please God, don't you? We can't please him without faith. Faith in his nature. Faith in in who he is, faith in his word. Remember, faith is like speaking God's language. And so we trust in faith. Faith produces stability. In James chapter 1, verses 5 to 8, it says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith. In faith, without doubt. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. 
Dear God. For he's a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. I want you to know that there's been times in my life that that was a description of my life. I was unstable. I wanted to trust God, but I didn't. I wanted to, to put my faith in him, but doubt prevailed. I don't know about you if you've had those times. But I know one thing, that for us to really please God, we need to go to him in faith, trusting that he will do what his word declares. If you lack any wisdom, if you lack any stability, if you lack anything, ask of God. I think I mentioned that a couple of weeks ago. Have you ever been on a cruise ship? On a cruise ship when you're at sea, stabilizers stabilize the ship. And there's like sometimes big waves and you don't even feel them because the stabilizers are keeping you flat, stable. Faith is our stabilizer. Faith is that one thing that we can do that we trust in God to keep us strong and sturdy, stable. Stable. Faith will give us the ability to navigate through the rough waters of life. Faith will give us the ability to relinquish doubt and shame and fear and unbelief and no longer be tossed around by all kinds of winds of confusion. We need to be established in faith. And that will give us stability that we need. Without faith in God, friends, popular opinions and cultural persuasions may become more attractive. And often that is due to the fact that our lives are not truly rooted in faith. And we must be rooted in faith. If you struggle with uncertainty in God, ask God to strengthen your faith today. Let me give you real quick a couple of more pointers. Faith removes obstacles. In Mark chapter 11, verse 22 to 24, and Jesus answered them, said, have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. What a promise. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Faith removes those obstacles. What mountain are you going through? What situation are you facing? What impossible thing are, is, is affecting your life that you don't know what to do and what to go next? It is not done by our smarts and our abilities and our trust in ourselves, but it is done by power, the power of God through faith in us. There are obstacles standing on your way. Are there things that you're going, that are, that are impacting and hindering your life today? We heard that actually this morning as we were praying in, uh, before the service. Whatever hindrances, whatever obstacles may be impacting our lives, we need to have faith in God so that he will remove those obstacles. Let me finish with this. Faith makes us overcomers. In 1 John chapter 5 
in verse 4, it says, For anyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. This is the victory. Our faith overcomes the world. Our faith, friends, is a weapon. It is more than just a belief system. Faith is a weapon that defeats the enemy and gives us the victory. Faith is what makes us unmovable and unshakable. The devil will not succeed in trying to persuade a man or a woman who is rooted in faith in God. There's nothing that he can say, nothing that he can do to change your mind or my mind if we are truly rooted in faith, in the faith that God wants us to have. Faith in God will make us overcomers because our faith rests not in ourselves but the power of God. Friends, we are living in days when God is bringing us through a shift. I share this with you, and I, I want to read that again because I believe that it is a word from the Lord to all of us. A divine shift is where all believers are being called into being rightly positioned. If we embrace this shift, I believe that God will take us from surviving to thriving so that we can fulfill our calling and our destiny in Him. This shift will cause us to trust God in areas and in ways that we never thought possible before. It will be a shift from operating in the flesh to operating in the spirit, not in our strength, not but and not in God in, in our own self-reliance, not in our own fleshly desires, but to godly reliance. It will produce unexpected excellence. From natural to supernatural, from immaturity to maturity, from dragging our feet to barely making it to joyful and full living. I believe that with all my heart. Faith, friends, positions us to receive the promises of His Word. And it makes, it places us into alignment with the kingdom of God and what his desire is for us. I don't know about you, but I'm ready. And I want to be rightly positioned to receive all of the blessings that God has for me. And I hope that that's your desire too. That we would trust God and trust him in faith to do, accomplish, perform what his word says. I'm going to say that again. I said it at first. I'm going to say it again, friends. This is our identity. This is who we ought to be. Children that trust their heavenly Father. No matter what circumstances, no matter what situation you may be going through, God wants us to completely abandon ourselves in His hands and to trust Him wholeheartedly. Thank you for listening to our Sermon of the Week. If you live in the Charlotte area, we encourage you to worship with us on Sundays at 10 a.m. We encourage you also to give to this ministry so we can continue spreading the gospel to our city and throughout the world. You can go to our website at missioncommunity.cc, click on the Give button, and the rest is simple. 
Have a great rest of your week. God bless.